TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Harry Chapin, born Greenwich Village, New York, December 7th, 1942, the year after Pearl Harbor Day. He died July 16th, 1981, when a tractor-trailer crashed into the car he was driving on the Long Island Expressway. One of his great songs. He was an amazing storyteller. 30,000 pounds of bananas about the the truck, a true story. Carrying 30,000 pounds of bananas. Going down Music Street, Route 307. Driver died, and it's just an amazing story, and so well told. It should be the anthem, particularly for all of you. I know a ton of you are listening that are formerly from this area. Yeah, I wanted to play the whole thing, but we got the Hanukkah song we got to do because tonight's Hanukkah begins, and we are certainly honoring our Jewish friends. So we're going to be joined shortly by Charlie Spano on this December 7th commemoration of the attack on Pearl Harbor because Charlie was at the forefront of an effort to honor a veteran who many believe was the first to fire back at the Japanese on that fateful day. And a street was named after him. Charlie's talked to us about this before, uh, particularly around the time of the dedication of that street, And we're going to uh, talk to Charlie shortly. But before we do that, we're honoring Joe Latona, my friend, and and friend to so many. And we had his daughter on. We had Chris DiMatteo telling a story. So many of you texting in about Joe Latona. His granddaughter calling us from Beverly, uh, Beverly Hills, California. I, I, and, uh, Brianna, I always say California because I always love the way Schwarzenegger said it. <laughs> so, but, but, but welcome and, and tell us uh, some brief remembrances of your grandfather, Joe Latona. Yes, yes. Um, good morning. And I just, you know, again, want to say thank you so much, you know, for honoring my grandfather. It's my honor. You know, he, he, was, he was quite literally the best man in this whole entire planet. And, he just had a way with everything that he said and just the way he made you feel. Like yeah. I always tell everybody he treated, you know, the CEO and the janitor the same. Like he didn't care where you came from, who you were, you know, what your background was. Like he only cared how, you know, you treated him and how you were to him. And my grandfather was just one of those guys that you can go to 
and and tell anything to and just leave that conversation, you know, feeling like a million bucks. Yeah. And I just, you know, want everybody just to remember him and just not only of a hard worker he was, not only of how, you know, of a family man he was or a good friend, but he was a hero, you know, not only in Vietnam, but just to anybody he came across. Um, he just gave you that light, you know, and that fire underneath you that, you know, made you feel like a champion. And, you know, he will be missed by, oh, my God, so many people, mm -hmm. you know, um, we talk about him you know, so much and just how we just wish we could have just bottled him up and just, you know, kept him, him with us for forever. You know, he just, there's, there's just not enough words to describe my poppy. You know, he was just the hardest worker, the greatest father, grandfather, son, you know, um, husband, you know, he loved my nanny so much. It, it, I envied it because I'm like, dang, you know, I'm 29 years old and I just can only hope one day to have a love just as big as that, you know, they had. And, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. It wasn't always, you know, peaches and cream, but my poppy never really focused on, you know, the bad or the past. He always just focused on, you know, going forward and taking each day, day by day, Brianna, you always say day by day, yeah. you know, and he just was such an honorable man. And I just want everybody to, keep a little ounce of Joey, you know, Latona with them and just, just never forget to be a good person and to stay humble, you know, because that's what he owes his success to, you know, being humble God and, you know, his parents and, and his family. So I just want, you know, to make sure that everybody just keeps a little bit of that spirit of Joe Latona in them and just, you know, remains a good person and remembers him for the amazing guy that he was. Amen. Brianna Latona, remembering her grandfather, Joe Latona, our um, veteran honoree for today, uh, December 7th, uh, calling us in from uh, Beverly Hills, California. We appreciate it, Brianna, so much. Okay, thank you so much, and you have a great holiday, okay? Thank you. Merry Christmas to you, too. Okay. All right. We're going to now move and switch back to our historical view of today, December 7th, as we continue to honor Joe Latona, my old pal, and oh, just such a great guy and a big loss. Uh, let's go to Charlie Spano. Charlie, first of all, welcome. We, we had a chance to talk to you about this particular veteran, this particular hero, on the day the street was dedicated, and it came to me this morning. I said, man, I got to talk to Charlie Spano on this topic today because his heroism was revealed on Pearl Harbor Day back in 1941. Thank you, Bob, for uh, giving me this time. And um, 82 years ago today, Walter Paschek, from South Scranton, was a 19-year-old infantryman in the United States Army. At that point, I think he was a corporal. A few minutes before 8 o'clock in the morning, he, he and another soldier were sent to their posts on a mountain guarding an ammo dump. And Walter related the story that they saw the planes flying over the mountain. They didn't realize exactly what the planes were or what was going on until they saw a bomb fall from one of the planes and it blow up an oil tank just below them, uh, 
below their ammo dump on the side of the mountain. Then they realized they were under attack. Uh, Walter told the story. Charlie, could you imagine times. that? I know you can imagine, but we can only yeah. imagine. You realize that a foreign power is invading you with, with incredible force out of the blue. Yep. I don't know that he was able to see the harbor, and the harbor was not under full attack until about five or uh, seven or eight minutes after eight. So when he saw these these planes coming over, they might have been part of the first wave and dropping the first uh, armament on the island. So he and his corporal grabbed a machine gun. Now, these were old World War I machine guns. They were yeah. water-cooled. They had no water on the mountain, so they couldn't fire the machine guns because they'd overheat and melt. So they took up their rifles, and they started shooting at the planes, knowing the bullets, the, the shooting would be ineffective against the armor of the plane. However, in that timeline, Walter Paschak is very likely the very first American, even before the sailors in the harbor began to shoot back, to fire shots at the Japanese at the beginning of World War II. As a young uh, kid, grade schooler, I remember the school library uh, getting a, you know, one of those stories where a, a young kid was present and around, you know, to sort of bring you in as a youth into the scene in World War II. And I'm thinking today it would be about transitioning. <laughs> Some seven-year-old right. transitioning. I was yeah, had the yeah. had the honor of reading about Pearl Harbor at that age, right. and and physically feeling like I was there uh, because of this descriptive. Uh, and and it is astonishing, Charlie. One of the things that you told us, there were dozens of people from Northeast Pennsylvania at Pearl Harbor. Yes. Beyond Walter, it's a, it's an, it's astonishing. The 9/11 committee several years ago, in anticipation of the 75th anniversary, began to research and collect the names of Lackawanna County uh, connected people who were serving in the military at Pearl Harbor on that specific day. We collected about 115 names, which are all on a plaque down at the courthouse in uh, Veterans Plaza, right at the front entrance. Recently, we had to add another name uh, a year or so ago. And in fact, we will be adding an additional name wow. in July. Uh, a set of uh, interesting circumstances um, came about where we learned of another Lackawanna County native who was at Pearl Harbor December 7th, 1941, and survived. That person was then reassigned over a course of uh, a year or two to the USS Indianapolis. Oh, my gosh. When the Indianapolis, and if you remember the scene in uh, the movie Jaws, yeah. this is, uh, inspired a young boy to create the memorial for the Indianapolis. When the Indianapolis had delivered the atomic bomb, 
on its way back to the United States was torpedoed and sunk. Our young man from Lackawanna County was one of the casualties of that attack. So he survived Pearl Harbor, died in the Pacific with the sinking of the Indianapolis. And July 30th, on the anniversary of the sinking of the Indianapolis, we will put his name on the Pearl Harbor plaque, along with Walter and 116 other people. You have to get in touch with us uh, at that time, God willing, we're all around. uh, And we've got to do something on that date. That's that's remarkable. And, you know, Charlie, you you think about this area, the Great Northeast, I call it. And uh, this is just Lackawanna County. You talk about our listening area and that would be replicated. Those that many people would be replicated over and over and over again by the all the other people that may have been at Pearl Harbor uh, on that fateful day. And, And, you know. Your footprint from WILK is pretty big, and you can influence uh, a number of counties. And I would encourage them, while every county has World War II memorials, I would ask they specifically pull out the names and honor separately the Pearl Harbor soldiers who served. You'll find, I bet, thousands in northeastern Pennsylvania who were there. Uh, on our plaque, we even have uh, three women and a civilian huh. who were there. Astonishing. Well, Charlie, we thank you so much for calling in, telling us about Walter and his story again, as Indeed. well as relating how many Lackawanna Countyans were at Pearl Harbor. I, yeah, I'm floored by it, and uh, uh, this does uh, replicate itself in each county that we serve. I think it's like 15. So it I appreciate be wonderful. it. I appreciate it. Charlie, thank you thank so you. much. Always love it. Have a great Christmas, my friend, and we'll talk soon. You too. Thank you very much. Charlie Spano, 9-11 Committee, which does so much more than honor the deaths and the lives taken on 9-11. We'll be back. It's the Bob Cadaro Show. An instructive song for any father. Cats in the Cradle. Don't forget the life you created while you live the life you have. Harry Chapin, born this date, 1942. We lost him in 1981. One of America's greatest storytellers ever. Uh, Brian Hughes in the uh, studio. We got some traffic things that people should be aware of. Yes, we do, Bob. Uh, emergency pothole repair work that was going on yesterday was going to continue this morning at 6.30, but PennDOT decided to put it off until 12 noon today because of the snow we got this morning. So there'll be one lane of traffic on Interstate 84 westbound right around mile marker 3.2, which puts it between the 380 junction and the Elmhurst exit. Once again, that'll get underway right around 12 noon, about a half an hour from now, and should wrap up by 5.30 this afternoon. Okay. So we've only got five hours or so of headaches. Pretty much. (laughs) It's only if you're you're coming from, you know, Daleville and Moscow here. But if you're going east, you'll be fine. Well, But there's other other construction coming in in your alternate routes. We have two seasons in Northeast PA, Bob. Winter and road construction, and they occasionally cross over. (laughs) Brian Hughes, thank you very much for that. So uh, we're talking about Pearl Harbor today. 
while we honor uh, my friend Joe Latona, a Navy veteran, two tours of Vietnam on the ground, uh, he, he wasn't on a ship. Uh, we've had uh, his daughter, his granddaughter, and my friend uh, and his friend Chris DiMatteo call in with remembrances about him. I uh, can't say enough about the guy. But it is December 7th. It is the 82nd anniversary of Pearl Harbor. Somebody texted in on December 7th, 1941. Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in a sneak attack, killing servicemen and civilians alike. We remember that this day and all the heroes that came from that day. If that happened in modern times, such as we live now, I'm sure there will be somebody standing beside Japan looking for a ceasefire to protect Japan. I, I, I say this, and uh, they, they finish and conclude by saying, God bless America and God bless our military. We were talking about the USS Indianapolis, and uh, somebody texts in, Morning, Bob, in case you don't know, they just recently found the wreckage of the USS Indianapolis, and are, uh, despite having two torpedoes slammed into it, it's in remarkable ch- shape. And you could check it out on YouTube. That's great. LTS Big Time back at you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, that, that, that's incredible. Well, uh, we have on the phone Ken from Wilkes-Barre, and his father served aboard the USS Arizona Ken, uh, honored to have you on the phone with us today. Thank you for calling. Well, thank you very much. I listen to you all the time and uh, never really got a chance to call. Sometimes I couldn't get through and everything. And, uh, yeah, my father, uh, his name is Al Rex, and actually he started a, a heating and air conditioning business in Luzerne County, and I'm the second generation. We've been in business now 74 years, so when he got out of the – the Navy, you know, he started his business here. But an interesting story, uh, he couldn't find a job during the Depression, okay? He got out of the Kingston High School in 1936, and he kind of went across the country on the railroad and couldn't find a job, and he joined uh, the Navy. He wow. became a machinist mate 
uh, you know, working in the boiler rooms. Okay, so it's Thanksgiving, December uh, 1941, and his buddy and him are down in the engine room, and his buddy goes, "Hey, Rex, uh, I have you have leave December 15th to December 30th." And uh, I have leave December 1st to December 15th. Uh, do you want to switch leaves? My father goes, oh, I don't really care. I miss my girlfriend so much, which ended up being my mother. Okay. So uh, he hops on a transport plane December 1st, wow. ends up in San Francisco, ends up in uh, New York City, December 7th, 1941. My mother takes the train in from Wilkesbury when they had them. And he's walking around New York City, uh, and back then they had the, the names of the ships on the hat band, on his hat band, and it said USS Arizona. Because mm. years ago, when they would go into port and have fights and everything, and they broke them all up, they had to figure out who was on what ship, so they had the <laughs> names on the hats. That that's the story that he told me. They don't have that anymore, but you know, I have pictures of them, you know, with it on. So he's walking around New York City, and everybody's coming up to him. Do you hear what happened? Do you hear what happened? Well, they didn't have instant internet back then and, yeah. and films. Eventually, he was walking down like the next day or so, and then he, he saw the attack on the newsreels, and this day will live on for an infamy. So um, I may get choked up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as, as we all but, should. Wow. Right, right. So, so he's walking around now. I mean, I'm, I'm alive and everything. His buddy's still on the bottom of the ocean, mm. and uh, he, he went on to, uh, you know, Midway, Guadalcanal. What he ship did he go on after that? Uh, if, you know, if you know, yeah, I do know. He was on the USS President Hayes, and the USS, I can't even say it, but. Petruni, something like that. And what, it was on was another his, one. If he talked to you about it, uh, Ken, what was his thoughts on missing that horrendous day and the sinking of his ship? Well, I mean, it, 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 it lived on. It lived on forever, and you know, in his head. And I wish I had tape recordings. You couldn't get, and a lot of my friends, I, I'm, I'm 70 now, and a lot of his friends, no one talked about World War II. Like, yeah. You wish you had an old an old tape recorder to listen to his stories and things because, he, 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 you know, but, you know, the whole world, they just couldn't, couldn't you know, believe it. And that's when everybody started, you know, joining. And I always said, boy, if we had a war like that, now we'd be speaking German on the East Coast yeah. and, you know, Japanese on the West Coast. I mean, kids wouldn't wouldn't go to Normandy. Maybe maybe some would. I, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying bad about it. But, you know, so he, he was an engine man on the on the landing craft that would take people into Midway and things like that. So if the, uh, you know, if the, you know, if the landing craft stalled out or whatever, he got it going. So he was in the back, you know, where the gates dropped down and all the soldiers were running out and, you know, he had some stories of, you know, body parts and things and stuff like that. And he just said those Marines were like the bravest, bravest people. He just, he just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't believe it. So he, he had a, uh, you know, his hat band for USS Arizona. They had their own money on the ship because they had over three thousand people. So, <clears throat> you know, he donated money. They had a, a weekly newspaper, a menu, and things like that. 
and it's behind the, the glass wall of the memorial donated by chief machinist made Alexander Rex, you know, mm. Kingston, PA. And he told the story. That he and where is that at? The, where is that at, Ken? That's right in Pearl Harbor. Wow. The memorial that wow. the oil still. Oh, oil oh at still, the USS Arizona Memorial. Yeah, the memorial. Mm. And, you know, uh, we have past presidents that wanted to close down that national park, which would have been a crime. But, yeah, and the oil's still bubbling out. I've been there a few times, and, uh, it, it, you know, and he was, he tested some of the first atomic bombs at Bikini Atoll. He told us stories that they would put cows and chickens and things like that on top of the ships, and then they'd blow up the bombs under the water and things, and then they'd go with the Geiger counter and, you know, saw what happened. And uh, I know at Guadalcanal he would hear about, you know, they would capture the soldiers you know, just, you know, another mile away and how they would torture them and cut them and pour salt in their wounds and everything else. And then his most crazy story is because he'd be on deck two and, and the Japanese would come over and they go, look at, they're flying right into the side of our, 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 our ships and everything. And then they, they try to get the planes to go down the smokestack, okay, mm-hmm. right, right down into the boiler room. And they couldn't figure it all out. So I think they hoisted up a plane or whatever, and they found out that they didn't only had enough gas to get there, the not kamikazes. to get home, yeah. the kamikaze, so that name, you know, came about and everything. So it's just like the modern day strapping your vest on and dying and going to heaven and everything else, yeah. not their, our heaven, but whatever. And they just could, couldn't believe it. And they just, it's almost, a, you know, the same, the you know, the same, same evilness is still going on in the world, but. You know, yeah, he served his time, and believe it or not, I was at Wilkes College the last uh, year of the the draft. Uh, I drew a 64. I ended up in the Navy for six years, right at the end of the Vietnam War. I didn't see action or anything, but, you know. You sir, and thank can, you for that. Yeah, and then I Ken, continued on with, with his business. We are honored that you called in, and I, I uh, man, I th- those are incredible stories. I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you calling in today. You're very good, and, and, uh, and I let's and that. let's do let's honor your dad and you can, on a veterans yeah, I, on a veterans tribute. I would love that. Right, right. Well, I'll, I'll get information to you because I, I can look up all the ships he was on and all his things and, and yourself as well. So, yourself and yeah. anybody else in the family. I would love to do that. So That's many what? of you. I I, yeah. I talk about my friend Joe Latona today, and he wouldn't let me do it when he was alive. And I say, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for others to be inspired. Right. So right. please do that for me, would you, Ken? I have a son. I have a son-in-law that's a. He's a. Uh, he's, he's a. He's a graduate from the, from the Air Force Academy, and he's one of the first officers that became part of Space Force. He's a colonel in the Space Force down in D.C., and he he's in charge of spice satellites that go around the country, around the world. Let's and so let's get going very, with your let's get going with very, your family. Yeah, with a lot of things. Hey, thank you. And I love your show. I love everything. Your opening monologue, everything else, and all the interviews you have. Sometimes it's like, who's this guy? Oh my God, the stories that you tell. I want to thank you. You, I, just, I always forget that you're on. It's like, oh my God, it's ten o'clock. I don't have the radio on. <laughs> you know that time. Well, stop hey, forgetting, all, Ken. <laughs> and you've been there a long time. So I don't want to take any more of your time, but I got to set an alarm on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Please do it. All right, Ken. Okay. Thank great. you so thank much. You. Oh, all right. great okay. remembrances. We'll take a break. It's Pearl Harbor Day. We'll be back. As American Soldier plays, we honor Joseph Latona.
We lost him November 13th. Born Pittston, lived in Dallas until the early 2000s, settled in Plains after that. Father of seven, husband to wife Elizabeth Ann for 53 years. Two tours on the ground, in country, in Vietnam. U.S. Naval Mobile Construction Battalion 5. They say it, we enjoyed trucks, constructions, moving dirt and being on jobs. But not only was Joe the hardest working man in the whole world, he was the best husband, father, son, grandfather, brother, uncle, nephew, cousin, I will add friend, anyone could ever have. He loved having a big family, seven daughters, 12 grandchildren. We heard from his daughter, Michelle. We heard from his daughter, his granddaughter, Brianna. 6.30 a.m. Mass, seven days a week at St. Peter's Cathedral. And he led the rosary at 6 a.m. before that. A good, kind, great man, Joe Latona, honored today. Uh, so it is Pearl Harbor Day at the same time, and somebody, well, not somebody, Parker W. Bartley texted in, Bob, among deceased local Pearl Harbor veterans, please recognize Quentin Cap Walters, who lived in Dallas in his later years and operated the Walters Insurance Agency in 44 for decades. Parker, LTS back at you. Thank you for sending that in. And I, I tell people, please let me honor these great individuals that you tell me about. And I get to mention them once, but I'd like to talk to them during an entire broadcast. Uh, body shop guy telling us about the Latona family, just saying they're great people. And we've got Bruce uh, Smallcomb, the former German mayor and uh, my head of DPW when I was with Lackawanna County. And he has some thoughts on Pearl Harbor. Bruce, how are you? Good. I'm surprised after that uh, Latona where you said he's digging in the dirt. You didn't say speaking of digging in dirt. Here's this guy that's dirt to me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> I'm happy you thought of that because you were a good dirt guy too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sitting up here, sitting up here. In just German to tell you about news. Bruce Smallcomb, he was the mayor of German, and. Uh, they had a flood when I was minority commissioner, a, a terrible flash flood, did incredible damage. Like, you just wouldn't even imagine it. And so my kids and I went up to, uh, I said, let's do something. So early, I think it was a Saturday morning, we went up and we helped some people clean out their house, which was devastated. And I saw Bruce up there. I don't think I had ever met him before. I, I, I knew who he was. And I saw him actually doing the work. And I said, if I ever become majority commissioner, he's going to be the head of public works. And and it worked <laughs> fabulously for us. But but let, we digress. Let's talk about Pearl Harbor, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I love the way you honor the veterans. I mean, I get choked up every time I hear it. Oh, me too. Um, we had two uh, 
World War II veterans here that were at Pearl Harbor. One used to cut my hair all the time and never talked about it, Danny Kachura. Wow. And his son, Danny, lives here in German. And then we had a nurse, Anna Yurda Busby. Anna Yurda from German, but she married later and became a Busby. She was a nurse on Pearl Harbor that day, and they were both there that day and survived and came back. My father was in World War II, but he was in Germany. He was second wave uh, at uh, Normandy and then in the Battle of the Bulge and fought all through Belgium and all that. But, you know, we did have two Pearl Harbor survivors. I'm sitting here in the museum that I'm building right now up in German. We're we restoring an old Welsh church and making it into a museum for the Historical Society. And we have all the records of our World War One veterans, World War Two veterans, Korean veterans, Vietnam veterans, um, you know, Afghanistan veterans. We we have all that that's going to be going in the museum. So I'd like Bruce, to have I, you come up here. Why why don't we do? May, let's do a show from there. When when is it going to be sort of ready for prime time? I was just going to say that to you. When we get ready for opening, it's probably going to be in the spring. Okay. Um, I've got the structure of it almost all done. We've got to paint some walls, and we've got to uh, finish putting the heating systems on the walls or putting the mini-split heaters on them and finish up our plumbing and then get our final inspections and everything. Once we do that, then we're ready to go. We power can, we and Internet is all we need, and we're there. Okay. I, I'd well, love we, it. We'll have, we have power now, and we'll have the Internet by then, so... Uh, we'll be, the only thing we might not have done, we just applied for an LSA grant to finish the outside, the stonework on the front, the sidewalks, the paving of the driveway, and uh, security cameras and things like that. So when we, if we get that, we can finish the outside of the building. But if not, the inside can still be usable and done. We have two beautiful church windows we put in. That were donated by James May when he was campaigning yeah, for state rep. Yeah. He was knocking on doors and happened to see me working and said, "What the hell are you doing over there?" <laughs> so he uh, he had some windows from an old church and he brought donated them to us. Beautiful. Well, all right, Bruce, let's do it. And uh, any any veteran from Germany you want to honor with a day, you let me know. We'll do it. Okay. I, I will. We have a lot of them. We had twelve of them in World War One. Love it. Merry Christmas, my right, friend. Buddy. Merry right. Christmas, thank you. Bye. David DeCosmo reminded me of this song. I know we played it last year, and thank you, David DeCosmo. Uh, we're going to finish because this evening, Hanukkah begins. I've got my mezuzah on my doorpost up in the hill section in Scranton, and uh, we've got to stand with our Jewish brethren now more than ever, but uh, it is one of my great holiday songs, one of my favorite holiday songs, Adam Sandler with uh, the Hanukkah song. We're going to play it. We're going to play it every day, Hanukkah. I love it that much. It just brings, oddly enough, it brings the Christmas spirit to me. I just absolutely love it. Uh, Quickly, uh, somebody said... uh, Bob, Richard Pontosky here. Worked for the Latona family for over 31 years. Joey was a saint, an excellent employer, uh, just like Chris DiMatteo said he was. Uh, And then it it gets broken up a little bit, but uh, I think he's saying that Joe's father, Joe Latona's father, uh, Leo, was a Battle of the Bulge veteran. 
I did not know that. That that's <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a, just a, it's a great family, and uh, I thank you for bringing that up uh, so much. So many compliments on the Latona family as we honor Joe Latona. Yeah, turn it up, Jake. We'll hear it. I, I I'll talk over it. But and I, I, you know, it's one of those things where it is a sacred holiday, without a doubt. But man, I I can't get enough of this song. And <laughs> I hope I don't offend any of our Jewish friends playing it every day because it's just that good and that. Lively. <laughs> Just to remind you, Road Scholar Transport, sponsoring this hour of the program. We love them. <laughs> you have unique shipping needs. Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Tri-Van, temperature control, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. This family company will treat you like family, whether you drive for them or work with them. And at that, we adjourn. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Hanukkah will be in full force, and we'll get to hear that again. Have a great afternoon, guys. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.